All right, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Fix it! That is Coach Red coming in with Big Tugs. I'm a part of the Fix It Holler out for you. But fix your back, Tug. Another, yeah, fix your back. Fix it! Fix it! So, unfortunately, we're not doctors, so we can't give you advice on how to fix your back. But... We are just a couple of normal guys being more than exceptional general managers fixing franchises around the league. And unfortunately, we can't fix your back, but we can't fix your franchise. So we're going to fix another franchise today. And they tried to fix themselves, but it is the Denver Broncos, the Mile High Club. We are going to try to fix that franchise. Um, last year, Coach and I were big on this, and I think it was one of our two-some episodes as well, because every once in a while, you're just going to get two of us. And Big Tug Most just can't talk I know about you want all three of us at the time, but here's the thing. You can't handle all three of us at the same time, all the time. Well, Big, Tug, you... Big Tug's team is the Bengals that has some orange in it. I don't think he can talk about too many orange teams. So with the Broncos having that dark blue and orange, can't talk about them. He's never going to – he can never be in a Denver Broncos episode ever. So, I guess that and who else? The Bears? They can talk about the Bears. That's fine. They're they're in a different okay. – they're in a different uh, division. And you can talk about the Browns because it's more of a burnt orange there, not a vibrant orange. One vibrant orange in the, in the conference. So, the Broncos are out for him. So welcome to the craziest intro we've had in Fix Your Franchise because that went all over the place. But here we go. We had a little bit of a hiccup there because Tug isn't here with us, so we had to kind of improvise a little bit. But I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Coach Red, as always, the mastermind of it all. We're going to fix the Broncos franchise today. And they, they were close. Like I said, we talked about them. We were very high on them last year. They had a push. They almost made it. They looked like the team we talked about a couple times last year. Uh, Coach, what do you think they need to do to, like, just, I mean, step over the line, basically? Well, luckily, they did some of the heavy lifting before we recorded this episode and made a trade for top five quarterback in the league and Russell Wilson. You know, some people say, even in this division right now, Patrick Mahomes in an ascending Justin Herbert, that Russell Wilson could be the third best quarterback in the division. I don't buy it yet. I need to see a little bit more from Herbert, but that puts you a bona fide number one. And here's the crazy thing. Cap numbers are a little bit fluid. We're going to put a caveat on this. We're recording this Monday night, start a free agency. This will be released on Wednesday. So some, some things might happen in between now and the release, but we're going to give you the best info with what we've got. And this is a good team. I mean, they're very young at the skill position, and they're not very established. Can you attribute that to poor quarterback play between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? You could. Can you attribute it to injuries? Because K.J. Hamlin or Hamler and Jerry Judy have been oft injured. Court and Sutton's missed some time, and – 
you could say that their offensive line, I think, is in about as good a shape as the Seahawks line was. I know one of the things for Russell Wilson was staying upright. Their interior offensive line is pretty good. Garrett Bowles kind of took a step forward, but he was a little bit older side on the prospect. And you've got an opening at right tackle right now. But the calling card for this team is their defense. And that's what kept them in the running last year. And that's what we harped on. And the moves that they made last year with bringing in Kyle Fuller, drafting Patrick Sertan, where it didn't seem like a position of need, you know, sets them up pretty well in the future. They lose one of our fan favorites, possibly, uh, to a free agency in Alexander Johnson, the tackling machine, got banged up last year. And if he's healthy, this team might have been able to make a little bit more run. But you had inconsistent quarterback play. So you go get a guy that's missed three starts in his tenure NFL career. So you bring that to this squad, and that really puts them right in the running in that AFC West. Well, and see, this is what I was just thinking about, how it's been a long time since that division has been something to talk about. They're talk of the town. I mean, think, okay, think about the last time the Broncos were good. Peyton Manning's swan song. Okay, Um, I'm thinking even before that. Elway. Yeah, or late, yeah, late 90s. Elway. The rest of their division was garbage. And, I mean, even when Peyton Manning was there in their last run, the rest of their division was garbage. And they had a lights-out defense. Yes, and so you're playing those teams twice a year, and those are like, all right, I mean, you're most likely going to win those games. All right, so there's six games a year that you should win right off the bat just in your division. And this last couple years with how Chargers have been playing, with how the Chiefs have been the last few years, I mean, that's a tough division now. I mean, you got car. Yeah, you've got you've got a tough division. This is the best division of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, it was the NFC West until Russell decides to go. Like, you know what? I'll make this. I'm taking my talents to Denver. Yep, and that's going to be a game changer. It is. Because he's got a good – they've got a good receiver core down there in Denver. They're young and unproven. I mean, Cortland Sutton – And look, what, and most look what Russell Wilson does with young and unproven wide receivers. Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin are key examples of that where, you know, Jermaine Curse. You, you're looking at Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse were both undrafted guys. And now you've got Doug Baldwin at time of his retirement that's going to be a, Hall of, a Seahawks Hall of Famer. Yeah. You're going to watch Judy go for like 1200 next year. It's going to like <laughs> Judy needs to stay healthy and need like his ball production was better. Didn't have as much of the drops. You definitely need to have Hamler step it up. But I mean, another guy that we didn't really talk about is Tim Patrick, who really stepped up when those guys had injuries and Cortland Sutton has had, has had his moments. You know, you know, you've got a good mixture of deep threats and, those guys that catch ball over the middle, I think a lot of it's going to be building rapport with Russell Wilson. And with Russell Wilson, he runs a pretty tight 
regime with his wide receivers and getting them together so they can get on the same page because with this offensive line, they're going to need to get a right, right tackle, but Russell Wilson's still going to play a little backyard school ball out there and he's going to be on the move and those wide receivers are going to need to get on the same page as him. You look at a Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, and even DK Metcalf, those guys could get on the same page as him very quickly in those scramble modes. And that's, that's a key component to his game. And I think it's something that the Broncos are going to have to adapt to, but God damn, do they have a, one hell of a stud in running back. Javante Williams almost gets to a thousand yards last year. And that is going to be the bell cow for this offense. In this Nathaniel Hackett led offense, we didn't even talk about Nathaniel Hackett coming in as the head coach. Yeah, well, Aaron Jones helped like, Russell insert Javante. When has Russell Wilson been his best? When he's had a running game and a defense. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be the guy all the time. That's when he's doing his best, and that's why the Seahawks have had losing seasons because he had to be the only guy and that's not what he's built for it's nice to have a scrambling quarterback to make plays and happen like that but hell when he could fake a handoff to Lynch he could fake a handoff to Carson when he was healthy like it helps him out because then he does those rollouts he's got that mobility now all of a sudden you got a 25 yard pass across the middle of the field and the Broncos can make that happen for him again. Yeah, and the Broncos come in with a pretty – even standing today, they've got a pretty good secondary. I think they'd need to address the safety position right now. Kareem Jackson is a free agent, signed a one-year deal last year. But you got Justin Simmons, who's one of the premier safeties in the league. And their cornerback position is not too bad either. You, Patrick Sertan – Played very well his rookie year. You still have Ronald Darby, who signed a three-year deal last year. And you got Michael Ujimide. Ujimuda? Ujimuda? We struggled with his name last year, too. Don't worry yeah. about it. But here's Ujimudier? the thing. It's, we talked about these guys last year, so they've already got an extra year together. Like, And that's the thing, too. They're going to start getting sharper and sharper the longer they play together. And you keep that group together, which they did by signing three-year contracts, two-year contracts. Like, let's just at least give these guys a chance to, like, figure out how to play together. And they do have some holes. I mean, talked about Alexander Johnson being a free agent. You've got Kareem Jackson brought him up already. Two guys in the secondary, Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller. Bryce Callahan is a very good slot corner. Kyle Fuller was – just a sneaky good signing coming over to play with Big Fangio Smart. And then you got Melvin Gordon, who was about a 50-50 timeshare with Javante last year, who doesn't sound like he's coming back on the squad. Those are your big names, but, I mean, they've made one move so far in the free agency period. They lost Shelby Harris in the deal to Seattle, but they end up getting DJ Jones from San Francisco. Happened uh, just before the recording of this podcast. So now in the middle, they've got DJ Jones and Draymond Jones. So if you're of the interior defensive line for the Broncos. You're just keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> but uh, we just talked about, like, their pending free agents. There's two free agents that they're pretty heavily in talks with that I've been seeing. One guy, uh, Russell Wilson, is pitching them to go after. You lose an Alexander Johnson, why not bring in a Hall of Famer to come fill a spot in a Bobby Wagner who's also cut by the Seahawks? That's a plug-and-play guy into this defense. 
And I, I love how a lot of times things work out like that in the NFL. It just seems like a movie because that seems like a movie, especially with like the tweet he was saying. He was like, yeah, man, I, I had to learn from the internet before I even learned I got cut. So it's like, let me go with Russell. Him and I have been playing together for a decade. I'll run the defense. He can run the offense. And that would be with all those young kids. Are you kidding me? Get, get two veterans in there to like run those young kids into that mindset of like, Hey, we're a championship team now. Yeah. And you know, about this time with a bunch of the guys on this team, that's when Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner won their Super Bowl, went to back-to-back, was when yeah. they were still on their rookie deals. Another guy that I've been hearing some chitter-chatter on, and that's Lael Collins for the uh, for the Cowboys. He's requested a trade. They don't think they can keep him, might get cut. If he hits the open market, right tackle, possible plug-and-play guy for the Broncos. And then another position in need for them is the edge position. And there's word out there that Chandler Jones is a big prospect for him and possibly bringing back Von Miller, who they, you know, just (laughs) traded to the Rams for a second and third round pick this year. They could potentially get Von Miller back. One year deal. Yeah. One year deal. And they just netted a second and third. So not only did they, you know, Hey, they weren't making the playoffs. The Rams, Von Miller goes and gets his, you know, second Super Bowl, but then they can bring him back and they're going to reap the benefits of that trade with him on the team now by getting that second and third round pick. Come on. That, you're talking about storybooks. Like, come on home, Von. And and with that, some of the draftings I have for him, they're not picking until the very end of the second round with that Rams pick because they gave up their first and second rounder to Seattle this year in the Russell Wilson trade. But then they've got two picks in the third round. I think that depending on what happens, what they do at tackle and edge, if they're able to bring in a free agent at both of those positions, I think that tail end of the first round, maybe you look at safety to pair, have a young guy to pair with a stud safety and Justin Simmons, secure that back end, and really get get running, get going. I mean, the one thing is this team is deep. They're they're set with starters at damn near every position besides linebacker, one edge spot, and one offensive tackle. Everywhere else, they've got starters returning. This is a team that's drafting for depth, and they've got nine picks in the NFL draft this year. Granted, their first one comes at 64, but – the Rams have shown you you can find quality players in the second and third rounds that you can plug and play on a team that has elite talent. Yeah. Like this is this is like the AFC Rams this year. The Los Angeles Rams. I hope this is the year that this makes sense because we talked about last year and they had we we started we started the podcast just like you know okay they're they're pretty decent by the end of the podcast i think you and me were both like this team can make the super bowl 
Yeah. We talked ourselves into it. We fixed, like we, we had got so entrenched in the Denver Broncos that we talked ourselves into them making the Super Bowl. And now I'm talking myself into it again, almost. Like, they've got more talent than they did last year. And they don't have a question back. mark at the quarterback position. Exactly. And that was their biggest question mark. Yeah. And you look, Javante Williams comes in and almost rips off a thousand yards being a legit 50-50 timeshare guy. And being on a team that is playing from behind most of the season. So they're not going to be handing the ball off you in the second half of most of their games. So they were throwing the ball because they were behind. And you still almost got a thousand yards. Yeah. Those are first and second quarter yards right there. Those aren't third quarter yards. And you look at this team, they're they're set up well in the secondary too. Like they need to add a piece or two, but you need that right now in this division. You've got the Chiefs who obviously are gonna press you with their passing game. You've got the Chargers who get Mike Williams back. You have Keenan Allen. You, They're going to find good tight end play by someone because someone's going to want to play there. You've got Guyton there as well. Then you turn over to the Raiders who lose Zay Jones, but you've got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, Brylon Edwards, Brylon Edwards or whatever his name is. Like You've got good wide receivers in this division. You need – to limit the air yards because if you look at all these teams, Josh Jacobs, great running back, probably the best one in the division. It's probably a toss-up right now between him and Eckler and Javante Williams. The key is stopping these guys in the pass and make their running backs beat you. And I think that with what the Broncos have on their team and can do in the draft and a little bit in free agency, they should be set up well on defensively to compete in that division. And not only just do that, but make a deep run in the playoffs. But it's going to be a dirty division. Like, it is oh, going to be, be tough. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be more of. It's going to look like the like, NFC West. Like was we last thought year. last year. Yeah. The NFC West of last year is what they're going to be this year. I mean, the NFC West were the were the division, a divisional round opponents, you know, or now the championship round opponents to go to the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Rams. I could very well see this being Broncos versus Chiefs, Broncos versus Chargers. Yeah, I mean, playing it playing it out to see who gets that bid for the Super Bowl. It's very likely. I mean, how the Raiders even? <laughs> I mean. The Raiders, like, the, win, they're ra- they, the Raiders, they somehow win games that are just like the Falcons that we talked about. Like, it's just like the Falcons at 1-7, where, like, the Raiders just somehow win games. And so you can't discount the Raiders in this division either because Broncos, any, they, it does feel like the NFC West. Like, those divisional games it doesn't matter what that other team's record is you're playing them twice a year and they're gonna come hard yeah i mean the broncos with the moves they've made so far and what i'm sure is to come you're gonna see some of those guys that are older in their career that still have a little juice left in them maybe seeing that tom brady side and granted the afc 
is murderers row right now for playoff teams. I mean, you could, you could look at the playoff teams from last year and say, ah, you know, probably the Steelers, maybe the Patriots don't make it this year. All right. Well, then you throw in the Ravens who are very injured. You throw in the Broncos, you throw in the chargers. Like you've got, you've got a plethora of teams right now fighting for what seems to be about two spots. Cause I think that you can almost guarantee that two or three potentially wild cards could come out of the AFC West. Easily. You could, you could have four teams from the AFC West in the playoffs this year. It would not shock me at all. Even going. So we're at the beginning of this fixture franchise season. We are very early in it. And even the last few teams we've talked about, they're so close to like. Turning the corner to being, competitive, <laughs> to being competitive. This is the first team that can legitimately go Bengals route. They could actually like make a run. They could make and a run I, like the Bengals. And I think that's why they made that Russell Wilson move because that automatically gives them the opportunity to make a run. And they didn't lose much in the cap either from taking on his contract because the Seahawks are eating dead money on that deal. You were able yep. to give up. Shelby Harris, a Noah Fant, and oh, who's my other guy in that trade? Uh, there's one more guy. Was it D Lyman? No, Shelby Harris. There was Noah Fant and Drew Locke. Oh, yeah, Locke. Yeah. So you're not like all those guys did not have much guaranteed money on their deals and their dead cap hit was minimal. And what you bring in with Russell Wilson. Like you didn't, you didn't lose that much in the cap by making that deal. Are you gonna see it in the years to come? Yeah, yeah, you are because guess what? You're gonna have to pay Russell Wilson. You don't get that cap savings of having his former team take that hit. Your window is now. You do everything you can right now. You're in Rams mode. When the Rams make that trade, you're already paying Jalen Ramsey top dollar. You're paying, you know. Aaron Donald, top dollar. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, top dollar. Those guys are going to get paid. You've got a young, you've got a young, young, young core of specialty players, especially on offense. Guess what? Jerry Judy is going to be coming up pretty soon here for for a deal. About the same time as Russell Wilson. You're going to have Javante Williams coming up for a deal at the same time as Russell Wilson. You're not going to be able to keep all those pieces. You can only do it for so long. Your window is but now. You get to, but you get to figure. But you get to figure out who he connects with. So even though you have that small window, you get to figure out. Oh man, for some reason, him and Judy just connect, or him and Edwards just connect. Him and this fifth round wide receiver, Un- undrafted, undrafted yeah. tight end out of Saskatchewan State. They just got a oh, big connection. Got some weird connection. Oh, they they both used to, you know, go hunting. <laughs> they they the both used area. they both used to be the JV captains of their high school bowling team. Their top scores are both 232. They connected after that, and now they connect on the football field. Speaking of making movies, like the Broncos, apparently, like we can have this movie, we can have the Vaughn Miller coming home movie. 
there's so many movies that could be had about this Broncos team. If they could just reach their potential and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson could pull basically a Peyton Manning way he did. All right, let me come back over here. We got a we got a good young team. They need a little bit of leadership. And the soundtrack for the movie is all by Sierra. Perfect. Oh, okay. So now it's a marketing thing. <laughs> hey, you gotta make that money. Make that money. No, but they've definitely they've definitely got huge potential. Their windows open for this year. The windows open. Yeah, they have a tough division. There's a lot of now with Russell down there. Every quarterback in that division is a franchise quarterback. Is a baller. They're all ballers. Yeah. So you're going to be in some shootouts six times a year. And luck and luckily you've got a quarterback who does well in winning time. Like I know you brought up in the episode about the Falcons where Matt Ryan ranks eighth in fourth quarter comebacks. Russell Wilson has been in the league, I believe, seven years, seven or eight years less than Matt Ryan, I believe. I think Matt Ryan – no, Matt Ryan is about 2005, so about five years less. Russell Wilson excels in winning time. And when it's fourth quarter, the game's on the line, there's not too many guys that you want to have the ball in their hand. And Russell Wilson is one of those guys. He just finds a way to win. So I just expanded the search a little bit. And yeah, he's so Matt Ryan's at 33 fourth quarter slash overtime comebacks. Uh, Russell Wilson is at 24 and he's played less time. Bunch less time. But yeah, they're clutch. I mean, if you're on this list, you're clutch. That's the thing. I mean, I don't even want to go off on what this list contains. But if you're on that list, you're clutch. If you're top 25 on that list, you've got over 20 crew. I mean, it doesn't happen more than a couple times a year. I mean, sometimes it will. But if you're in the 20s, yeah, you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, 10 years, that's two a year. Russell Wilson's at 29 in 10 years. That's almost three fourth quarter or overtime comebacks a year. A year, yeah. And so you're going to bring a guy like that into a franchise that... I mean, John Elway's been looking for this quarterback. Granted, he got a Peyton Manning, but it was a little bit later in his career. He had that big, big number year but then kind of tailed off after that. He, he, you know, prayed to the gods and got the Tim Tebow miracles for a couple of years. But he's been searching for that quarterback, John Elway, who's now like the CFO, CEO of the team, gave up the GM duties. Like George Patton did his job in going and getting Russ Wilson. Oh, for sure. And you know he loved it. Like he wants that kind of quarterback, that kind of, franchise once in a lifetime going to be a hall of famer quarterback and this time like you said they got Peyton at the end where people gave up on Peyton and they're like neck surgery hmm. 
give me some of that. And they're like, you know what? I think he's still got it. And that's the thing with Russell. He's still, as far as what quarterbacks seem to be doing now, he's still relatively young. He's 33, right? 34? Uh, 33. And he's been in a run-first offense. Nathaniel Hackett's been the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, who started establishing more of the run because they had a talent like Aaron Jones. But it'll be interesting to see if they actually do indeed let Russ cook a little bit more with this team and really see what he can do. Because he's been a very low turnover guy. He had that one year where he was cooking at the beginning of the year that started playing some tougher defenses. Seahawks kind of pulled back the reins a little bit, went to a more conservative style offense because the turnovers increased a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Russell Wilson in a more offense that should be more suited towards what he thinks is his strengths. It'll be interesting to see if those correlate on the field. I'm curious to see how that's going to go too. I'm curious like a cat. That's why my friends call me whiskers. Damn right. But I, I do think he needs a good rushing game to be properly successful. Dynamo in the play action pass. Yeah, because he really is. He's got that, yeah, that speed, that tug. He'll be out. He'll already be rolled out by the time you realize the running back doesn't have the ball. So we'll see what they do with that. Um, got anything else? All right, so I think we pretty much covered how to fix the Broncos franchise. They're doing some work out there in Denver because they seem like they're putting together some peaches that could really make this a playoff deep team. Not just making the playoffs, but like make a run in the playoffs a little bit. Just put the cherry on top. Put that cherry on top. Put a couple more pieces together. I think the I think the Broncos, we're we're riding them again. They ain't ponies anymore. They're stallions again. We're riding those Broncos all the way to the playoffs this year. All right, but that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again with another episode soon. Um, If something happens between now and then, like Coach said earlier, we are recording this on a Monday. It's going to be released on a Wednesday. So something could happen between now and then that could change the whole dynamic of this thing. Um, But... As of right now, that is how you fix your franchise. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Coach Red. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you and we love you. Peace.